Hey mamas, it's time to rise and grind. It's me, Brittany, and I'm back with Christian Mom Uncensored, the podcast where I dive into all the real, raw, unfiltered mommy struggles and all the things from marriage to raising babies to making decisions to leaps of faith to trials and tribulations, you know it all. Thanks so much for stopping by this Thursday. Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. Hi, mamas. So for this week, because I have like some new listeners and I've been doing some like serious uh, like rebranding and really focusing on reaching more people, I thought I would spend this week letting you guys get to know me um, through answering some of you guys' questions towards the end of the episodes, but just kind of telling you a little bit my background, my life, and it might help you understand my approach to parenting, to people, to marriage, and to everything. So I'm just going to give you like a synopsis of... Um, I don't know, some moments in my life, who I think I am, and all those things. Hopefully you're interested. Hopefully it's good. And yeah, hopefully this helps you get to know me better and why we have this podcast called Christian Mom Uncensored. So you should know that the core person, the main person I am, like at the root of who I am is I am a huge dreamer. Like I believe anything is possible. I believe if you have enough faith, if you put yourself out there and if you work hard enough, like anything is possible. Maybe that's because I'm a Pisces. Um, I don't know where that comes from, but that's like literally, um, who I am. I am the oldest of, um, a family from a family of six, but like four siblings. So I have a little sister and two little brothers and, um, our age gaps are big enough that I'm the only one that is married and has kids. Um, my brother Brendan's only 23 and I'm 27. So yeah, that's pretty much as the oldest, like you get a lot of responsibility. I babysat a lot. So I kind of always knew I wanted to be a mom. In fact, when I was little, I used to take like little bouncy balls, not like little, but you know, like those plastic red or blue like balls like you could go to Walmart or Target and they're this big thing and they're just like bouncy I used to put them in my belly and pretend I was pregnant because I saw my mom pregnant so many times I used to pretend to nurse my babies and like some people I saw a post on Facebook this week where someone was like oh I noticed my three-year-old daughter um nursing her baby dolls should I tell her to stop and I was like why would you even tell her to stop that's natural like um, Mia did it one day and I was proud, like, oh my gosh, yes, feeding her baby. Yes, this is how we feed our baby. Um, because not all babies, you know, use bottles or, you know, they might not start off using bottles or, you know, so I felt like that was good. And I think that's fine. I don't think there's any reason why you should have your child stop. Now I get it. If you're like, you're at the playground constantly and your kid keeps lifting their shirt up and you're like, okay, no, I understand that. But you're at home, you're playing, like, what's the big deal there? So I grew up kind of um, in a nurturing position and always knew I wanted to have kids, like, for sure, love to play house. Um, You know, I'm a 90s kid, so we played house. Um, I always wanted to be the big sister, though, even though, like, I'm in real life, I'm a big sister. And yeah, so I knew that motherhood was for me, for sure, um, just based off of growing up. Let me start by telling you about like what Christian Mom Uncensored is and what Christian Mom Uncensored is not. So obviously I'm a mama and I'm a Christian. Um, 
you know, I try to live my life and walk in faith. However, I am not perfect. And the point of this podcast and really the point of Christian Mom Uncensored as a whole is I myself um, feel like there's so many pretty, pretty, pretty people on Instagram. Um, and good for you. Like, I'm glad you guys are glamorous and fabulous and beautiful and your houses are perfect, but that's not my real life. And in fact, um, it's not the life of many moms I know (laughs) that are in my mom group. And so often we fall into, um, these moments where we're comparing ourselves to other moms on the internet or, like, oh my gosh, they have so much. Their house is so cute. Their kids have designer shoes. And maybe you can't afford that. Like, maybe your sh- kid is rocking Garanimals from Walmart or Cat and Jack from Target. Cat and Jack is actually my favorite guys from Target. It's my favorite, favorite, favorite brand. Um, but I wanted a place where real mamas could come and could get encouraged and can get inspired and can relate to, can like cry with with me, but also know that I'm a real person. You know, I'm not waking up at 3 a.m. to work out. I already have to be up at 5, you know, to to work, and I'm nursing through the night still and all this other stuff. But I'm not perfect. Like, I still have a mom bod. Um, you know, we're not in our forever home. Uh, <laughs> I am not loving the job that I currently do, but I'm working to leave it. Like, there's a lot of parts of my life that I feel like are raw, real and relatable and like what I always say about Christian Mount Uncensored is it's raw real and unfiltered meaning that I'm gonna tell you the truth about you know what's hard and there's been a lot of times in the podcast where you know I have cried or I have like not wanted to say what was going on or um couldn't say for like a couple of weeks before I recorded like I couldn't say what was going on but I feel that whenever I I do share my real life um you know, I hope that it re- you guys can relate to it. And I also wanted to break the stigma of um, all Christians are super conservative and super judgmental and churchy and all these other things. And I'll say this, I am not, I am go with the flow. Um, well, okay, that's a lie. I'm pretty high strong and I like to plan. However, when it comes to people and relationships and friendships in general, this is what I'll say. I will always fight for your right to be yourself. I don't care what your background is. I don't care where you are. I don't care. Like we all come from different walks of life. I am in no place to judge you, you know, for any reason. I have made a million mistakes. I am not perfect. So why would I ever try to tell someone else how they should be? Um, the other thing is that like my faith and my faith journey has always been that Jesus said to love above all else, love. And so above every other thing that I do in this life, my job is to love other people. I don't care. Literally, I do not care what your sexual orientation is. I do not care what you like to do in your spare time. Well, unless it's like really terrible, like, you know. But I don't care. It's none of my business. And I say that to a lot of people when they get mad or offended about people and their lifestyle or the decisions they make or whatever. And I go, is this affecting you? Okay, then it's none of your business. Like, why is that so serious for you? And so um, actually in college, you know, my friends knew that I was probably the most religious of the group for sure, like in our little friend group. Um, 
you know, my grandfather is a pastor. I grew up in the church. However, I am so chill and laid back. But if they were ever scared, they would ask me to pray. Or, you know, if we were ever scared or something was happening, you know, I would be the one to pray for us. And I thought it was beautiful that, you know, I could have friends from all different types of walks of life. It doesn't matter. They know that I am not judging. They know that I am loving. They know that I am not behind their backs saying stuff. I'm just living my life and minding my own business. And that's pretty much what I think Christians should do more of is like, just mind your own business. Jeez. And so I have found that in my life, because of my free flowing self, that sometimes I don't always fit into the church because I am so free flowing and I don't feel like condemning people and I don't want to shame anybody and I'm not interested in, you know, and not saying that all churches are like that because I don't want to come off as a basher. In fact, like, my church is really great um for that because you know it's a place where it's like pretty it's non-denominational and um pretty non-judgmental and that's what I love about it and that's why I'm glad that I found that church but I have been to churches where that's not the case and so I wanted to do two things with this podcast one I am a Christian right and I am a mom and I'm gonna tell you like it is and that's pretty much where this podcast came from so if you're like oh great another Christian podcast oh this other mom who's high and mighty no 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 no, no. I'm one of you maybe I'm a messy mama. I'm the one with french fries in her car. I'm the mom with laundry that's not folded and put away. I'm the one who maybe didn't make my bed this morning because I literally just rolled over and grabbed the baby and started the day. Um, I'm one of the messy mamas that is aspiring to be clean and organized and, you know, perfect like the Instagram moms, but I'm not. Um, Yeah, so that's kind of why I started the podcast. I wanted people to be able to hear from somebody who does like have a faith background, you know, cause God is good. And I, I think that people should hear how good God is and see, um, and see it through my life in times where it's really hard and really bad in times where it's really good, like how good God is. Um, but without all of the things that could come with that, that could come with the judgments. So that's why on this podcast, you might not see me get political. That's not the space for it. There are places, if you want to be political, you can go to those places. It's not going to be mine. Um, the only thing I'm ever going to do is is tell you my experience um, from my point of view. And that's pretty much as far as that goes. But yes, that is what this podcast is all about. So I mentioned before that I grew up... Um, you know, with a a religious background. And part of that religious background, you know, condemned sex before marriage and all these things. But I was just like a dreamer. So for my dating life, it was shaped with the idea that I'm trying you out to see if I want you for my husband. I never dated around just to date, except for one time in my life. And I'll tell you when that was. I had dated this guy, um, Marcus. I'm going to just use his first name people know him that we dated if you listen to the podcast and know me from like high school days then obviously you know we dated and I was like madly in love with him I mean like he and I and even my parents thought that we were gonna grow up and get married my dad admitted that to me um later down the line he was like well I really did think that you and Marcus were gonna get married and I was like haha me too um but we pretty much dated from my junior year of high school till Uh, my freshman year of college, the middle, the second semester freshman year of college. And um, in high school, I was really shy. I changed so much in college. And it was kind of interesting because um, he was always really, really outgoing, like a born Leo, 
um, friends with everybody, played multiple sports, but wasn't afraid. He did cheerleading with me. Um, he played soccer. He played football. He, um, I think he played football maybe for a minute. Maybe he didn't. Somebody played football that I dated maybe for a hot second. I don't remember, but, um, Anyway, so I was in love with this guy and he ended up joining the military. And here I am, a dreamy, whimsical person, like, oh my gosh, my man is joining the military. I'm not going to say where, um, but he joined the military. And so like, it was just so silly. So um, senior week is pretty common, you know, in most places. So for Maryland, we went to Ocean City, Maryland, and we spent the week there, Um with my best friend's older cousin she kind of chaperoned us but you know we were 18 at that point didn't really need much chaperoning so she was able to do her own thing but it was good to have an adult adult nearby um and we just spent that week together and it was like he bought me this promise ring and uh, it was so romantic like that whole beach vacation I'm talking about like like nighttime walks on the beach and I don't know like sneaking off and like being romantic and it was just like this little magical rom- like really young romance right and um I remember that like the night we, that we they that we were leaving the beach like he was leaving for training right after that so what after we dropped him off at his house that was it he was going away to training like that next weekend or within a few days we didn't have cars so that was it and I remember both of us just like bawling our eyes out um and I remember getting in the car and listening to Sarah Bareilles listening to um like Gravity by Sarah Bareilles. I don't know if you guys know her. She's one of my all-time favorite favorite uh, music artists. But yeah, so I'm in the car crying to <laughs> to Gravity, and um, yeah, it was just really dramatic. And so I was writing him letters. So I entered freshman year, and you have to understand that in our relationship, I was shyer, I was quieter, I was more docile. I um, that's just who I was in high school. I wasn't so sure of myself. Like I had some confidence, but not enough to be loud in college. I got loud y'all and I got really loud and I became the person who planned everything for my friends, ran the group, did everything. And so, um, after he came back from the military, we had visited each other's colleges. We went to do two different schools and he had, when I went, so when he visited me, he saw that like, I was on campus and it was like, hey, Britt, what's up? And I'm like talking to dudes like, yo, what's up? Hey, what's up, Bobby? I'll see you at dinner. Hey, hey. And I'm talking to all these guys. And I also have a good mix of girlfriends. I have about um, like 10 guy friends and about like six girlfriends that were in my group. And I was the ringleader. So he sees me in this different setting. And he's like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm me. I'm just cooler than I was in high school, right? Like you usually find yourself after you leave high school. And that was the case. And then I go to visit him. And there's this girl. She doesn't like me. Long story short, I'm pretty sure he cheated on me. They ended up having a baby. It was all dramatic. Again, not using his last name. Um, No, no, no bashing. Like, I'm really happy that he's happy in life. And I assume, I don't know, I haven't talked to him since college. But, you know, and he like broke my heart. And I mean, like, our breakup was so dramatic. So let me set the scene. I'm letting you guys know this whole, (laughs) my whole romance before I met Ethan. But I think it's kind of funny to look back at. So let me set the scene. We have been feeling kind of distant and off. And I could tell that there was something between him and this other girl, but I wasn't sure. Um, But I was so preoccupied with my friends that I wasn't going to like 
obsess over it. Like I had a life, you know what I mean? So one day I'm in, so I was taking Japanese at the time and in college, I don't know if it's the same. I went to a small Catholic college. Um, you had to go to the language lab for a certain amount of hours a semester when you were studying that language. So I was in there doing some Japanese like exercises and we had been kind of texting and fighting all day. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me tell you about the whole day. So I got up that morning and things fell off. And so I skipped my first two classes. I put on my leather jacket and our school has this huge, beautiful grotto. Like it's a Catholic school. It's like known for the grotto worldwide. Like people go there to get water, like holy water from the grotto. And it's like on top of a mountain. So like I skipped my classes. It's like maybe March. I feel like it's close to my birthday. Um, it's windy. It's a little bit cold. I like have my hair down. So it's flowing in the wind and I climb up these, there's like a million stairs to get to the top of this grotto. I climb up these million stairs and I just look out over the campus and I'm just breathing and I'm like, it's all listening to like breakup songs, but we're not broken up yet. Then I go and decide to get my butt to work, go to the language lab and he's texting me and texting me. And then I'm like, finally, like, I just leave the language lab, like leave all my stuff in there. And I'm like, listen, just call me. And we have this whole breakup where he's like, I love you. I'm so sorry. And like something. And I'm telling the whole time I'm yelling at him, like, just say it, just break up with me already. And he does. But then it was all dramatic. I'm the most dramatic person in the world. So I run back into the language lab, grab my books, run out. You're supposed to sign in and sign out. I didn't sign out. And then I just went straight to my dorm room and went straight to my best guy friend's room. And I'm begging on his door and he's not there. And none of the guys are there. So I'm like, so the way our our dorm room situation was was on the bottom floor all of the guys lived and we girl us girls all lived on the second floor at different places so I'm banging on the doors trying to find my best guy friend can't find him I text Brandy like or I think I called my best friend Brandy and I'm like sobbing like oh my gosh she broke up with me and I don't know where anyone is so she's like well come to um Patriot which is the name of our cafeteria and so I'm like I just sat on the ground and was crying with this backpack. A guy I don't really know came up to me and he's like, are you okay? Did you fall down? Are you hurt? And I was like, no, I'm fine. It was all, and I was super embarrassed at that moment. And then I was just like, no, I'm fine. Thank you. And I'm crying. And then, so I make my way to the cafeteria and, um, as I'm on my way to the cafeteria, I, uh, my best guy friend and brand Brandy, my, my best girlfriend, um, our outside Patriot waiting for me. And as soon as I get there, um, I kind of collapse into their arms. The guy friend takes my backpack, Bran like takes me. And when I get inside, literally all of the guys that are my friends and all of the girls that are my friends are in there. And, um, I'm just like sobbing. And it's, it was, it was pretty amazing because one, it was like in one instant, everyone cared. Like in one instance, it was like a mass text message alert went out to the world. It was like Britney's heart stat, everyone here. And it was like, Oh my gosh, you guys really love me. Um, but yeah, that's the story of my breakup, (laughs) but I thought I was going to marry this man. And I think it's hilarious that like at 17, I thought I was going to marry this man. Meanwhile, the man I would marry was a couple seats down um, playing on his phone. We weren't really close then, but I guess he felt like he should be around. And so it's just so funny how, you know, he somewhat witnessed this breakup. Um, 
but there he was like waiting to, well, he wasn't waiting for me. We didn't start dating until the next year. But anyway, I was saying that I never um, dated for, for fun. Well, after him, I dated for fun for, for like five seconds. Um, I dated this one guy for like a month and it was like, that was it. Like I just needed to rebound, but yeah. So that was dramatic, but I'm like, thought you should just know that's the type of person I am. Like I have to set the scene. I have to have like a playlist behind it, um, for whatever I'm doing. And I'm like that as a person now, like as an adult. So I said that Ethan was sitting a, a, a couple of seats down. So he was actually dating my best friend's roommate at the time. And she, and he, I guess he was, I don't know if he had gone to the school yet because he ended up transferring to our college um, or if he was visiting, but she had come obviously with the group to sit with us and he was there and he was like making jokes and like whatever, but I didn't really pay any attention to him um, until you know, the next year when we started dating. So I was single for eight months before, um, him and I started dating, um, or something like that. You know, that's Taylor Swift song, Begin Again. Yeah. However long she says she was single is how long I was single. Um, cause I remember I was like, oh my gosh, it matches. So it's so funny to think that sometimes in, <clears throat> I don't know how my voice is doing this, but sometimes in your like darkest seasons or moments that feel really hard and painful like God has a backup plan that's even better than your plan he has a story that's even better than your story um and so here I was you know dating a guy who was great you know like when we were you know before the whole other girl thing was like a really great boyfriend and we had plans to um graduate college and move to Puerto Rico that's another story um, he wanted to be a soccer star. I wanted to be an actress. It was very dreamy. We were both very dreamy. Um, whereas like my husband now, he's very grounded. I'm very dreamy. So it's a little bit of a better balance. Um, cause sometimes, cause I'm always ready to jump and he's always like, wait, 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 before we jump, do we even have a, a parachute? And I'm like, Oh, you're right. We should probably have a parachute if we're going to be jumping out of planes. But, um, yeah, so like I just wanted to to tell you guys that story because one, it's kind of funny when I think about how dramatic I was with the breakup. Like I'm kind of embarrassed about like I'm like running through hallways, banging on doors, like open the door. They're not answering. They're not answering their phones. Luckily, my best friend answered her phone, and it was all dramatic. Um, but meanwhile, you know, he's still my husband is still dating this other girl, but he's like sitting a couple seats away from me and I never knew. So it's like, you never know, you know, what God has planned for you. And that was just kind of cool to, um, for me to even relive and think about how, you know, that was all kind of, you know, sad and hurtful. And yeah, there was a time where I was like crying and breakups suck and all of that and pain sucks, but like his better story was sitting right there. So whatever you're going through, just know your better story is sitting nearby and you don't know when it's going to come or when it's going to happen. Or if you're going through something bad, something good could be just around the corner. A lot of times, at least I know I'm dramatic. I'm like, why do bad things always happen to me? And I said this last week, I was fighting with a friend like the type of fight where it could end a friendship, like in like 
we honestly, we could sever, we could, you know, sever ties, lose ties. And that was really painful for me um, because I had recently been losing a lot of friends, just like, you know, as you grow as a person, you go through different life things, you go through different life stages, people fall out of your life. So I was feeling hurt that once again, this was going to happen. Um, we're all good now, but I just, I was doing the pity party thing. Why me? Why me? I'm working so hard. I am so nice. I am so loving and we're going to have a fight and, you know, break up over this stupid thing and all these other things, but you never know, like something good. That's a bad example, but whatever you're walking through, something good could literally be sitting right next door, literally be right around the corner. And it's usually when, um, you least expect it that the good things happen because literally when I, I keep saying literally, um, when I started dating my husband, it was so unexpected. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I was boy crazy when I was young. Like I would have never in a million years and not, not to sound like mean or anything, never in a million years was I like seeking him out. You know what I mean? I, he was a guy in our friend group. Like, no, that's not happening. Um, so I just want to let you know, if you are not married, if you are married, if you are, you know, whatever you're going through, like something good is coming and just know like, you know, bad seasons end because there was, I was single for eight months before him and I started dating. And for those eight months, I dated some duds, you know? I say single um, when I say dates I mean like I went on a date I didn't actually date them um but I went on a couple dates with some duds and it felt and then I got to the point where I was like you know what I don't need to date anyone right now I'm young I'm gonna focus on college focus on my friends and focus on my career and then as soon as that happened boom I get a karate kick to the chest and even my hero takes me to the hospital and the rest is history but yeah, so <laughs> that's kind of funny how dramatic I was. So I want to completely shift gears and talk a little bit about something that's been going around. And it's this Gen, Gen Z's canceling millennials and canceling skinny jeans, um, the side part and the laughing, like the crying laughing emoji. And so I'm not sure... Uh, what demographic exactly my podcast reaches. But I'm going to say it's probably 90% millennial, 10%, maybe some Gen Zs. I don't know if I have any Gen X listeners, but definitely people who are like, um, like on the younger side of parenting and then like, like mid to late twenties, um, early thirties, late thirties, maybe. I'm not really sure I'm making up this whole demographic. Um, but I don't know if anyone else goes through this. And I'm going to ask my parents. I feel like I am forever 25. Like, I don't know why. 25 is a good, like, whole number. I don't even know if that's really a whole number. But you know what I mean? It's like it's a good and perfect number. 25. So now I'm not. I'm actually 27. I'll be 28 in a couple weeks. But I feel like I'm forever 25. Or even, like, 24. When I'm still kind of cool, but... I am now an adult and there's like a special time in your life where you are young and an adult. So that means that you maybe have a cute little apartment and you can go to happy hour. Now, obviously I know the financial situation of most, you know, younger adults is not like perfect, 
I know that people who are my age, um, not everyone is out of their parents' house. Not everyone has their own place yet. It's a weird balance nowadays. But when I think about when I was like 24, 25, actually I was pregnant. So maybe let's do like 23, 24, like right before I was pregnant. I was living in an apartment with my fiance. Um, Not everyone has fiancés that young. It's like really young to be getting married. It's just the way I did it. It's just the way. If you look at my family, we all kind of marry young. Um, And ironically, I am probably the oldest person to get married. Like the age I got married at 24 um, was older than everyone else in my family has done it. And I I do think that my siblings will all end up marrying um, even later than I, um, even later than I am. But anyway, so there's this whole like generational war, right? And it's like boomers and Gen Xers and then millennials and then Gen Zs and then the baby baby generations who are like zero to seven, but we're not going to really focus on them right now because they're like little and still developing and they're not really, um, I don't know. They haven't gone through stuff yet. I realized that I am old and when I mean, when I say I'm old, cause I know that in certain spaces, I'll say that and people get offended. Um, Gen Xers are like, you are not old. Um, I'm young as in I'm a young mom as in I have young kids and I'm young I'm you know not 30 yet but approaching 30 30s are still pretty actually very young um 30s is actually when most people get married and when most people start to have a family like in your 30s not at 30 I'm saying like in their 30s that's when they do it I did it in my 20s which was like young to do it um I know there are moms that are younger than that but um I'm just talking generally. The the cool young people on TikTok um, have canceled skinny jeans in side parts. And this is when I realized I was old. I'm going to I'm going to dive into this a little more. A little bit more cuz as you can see I am um dumbfounded. All right, so here's how I feel about everything. Gen Zs are making fun of our avocado toast, the fact that we love coffee, the fact that we love wine, the fact that, um, what was the other thing that I was mad about? I don't even remember. And okay, besides like with the skinny jeans and the crying laughing emoji, this is what happened to me. I feel like I've been traumatized by Gen Z. I was texting and I used a crying laughing emoji. It's my number one used emoji. So every time I would text, I would be about to put it and then I would stop, delete it and put a different emoji. And then I was like, am I going to let these children decide how I text? No, but I think we all go through this crisis where you realize that um, you're not like like young in 21, like 16 through 21, the cool ages, right? Where... Um, Let's just remember that your brain isn't fully developed until you're 25. So we shouldn't let people whose brains aren't fully developed um, affect the way we do things. Let me just start with that. But two, I remember being that age, you know, six years ago or however many years ago. Um, 
And I don't remember making fun of the older generation. I don't remember doing that. I think I was too busy doing other stuff. But Gen Zs are all in lockdown right now, so we should feel sorry for them. Anyway, if you're a Gen Z, I mean no harm. But what I'm saying is that I am 4'11 and a half. Olaf is allegedly taller than me. Okay. In fact, most things and people are taller than me. I'm a shorty right? And I actually love being a shorty. Something cool because like most guys that I ever, all the guys I ever dated were taller than me because I'm so short. Okay. This jean situation, I am not going to stop wearing skinny jeans because I am so short. Those dumb like wide leg jeans that were cool in the nineties when we lived in the nineties. Okay. I don't need to live in it again. I mean, I do for Britney Spears and for NSYNC and Backstreet Boys for like for the fun stuff, right? That's why I need to live in the 90s again. Um, But I'm not wearing those jeans because I will look dumb because I am short. And even if I buy them in petite, they will still be too long. And I will trip over them because I remember wearing all types of jeans when I was younger that were too long. In fact, when I buy pajamas and when I buy sweatpants, in fact, the pajamas that I'm wearing right now as I record are too long for me. I can't buy regular sized clothing because I am short. But who sells petite pajamas, right? Because it's not really necessary. So joggers are great because, you know, they have a little ankle thing. And so then it's okay because then it won't be like dragging on the ground. But I'm going to wear my skinny jeans. And then I also realized, like, they're probably making fun of the fact that I wear, like, mom apparel. Like, I will wear a t-shirt that says, like, wife, mom, boss, or mom so hard, or mom, boss, or whatever. But guess what? That's what I am. And also, my goal is not to reach the cool 20, you know, 20-something-year-olds that are hanging out. My goal is to reach mamas. So here's what I'll say. All of my millennials, continue wearing your side parts because you might look dumb with a middle part. I currently have a middle part, but I often have side parts. I never really judge someone based off of their part. You know, like do whatever you want. Two, let's stand together and let's wear our skinny jeans because I can't not wear skinny jeans because I'm too short for other types of jeans. Okay. And I look dumb in other types of jeans. Like dress for your body type. Not everybody's body type is going to look good in those jeans. My sister is tall and really skinny, right? She looks amazing. Her fashion looks so cute and like so perfect for her, not for me. If I tried to dress like her, it would be a disaster. And um, yes, the reason why we love our coffee and we love our wine is because we are tired and life is hard, okay? Do you have a baby? Because if you have a baby or... Do you have multiple babies? Because if you do, you will realize that just this morning, I, first of all, was up at midnight. I was up at 10. Well, actually, that's when I go to bed, but I was like up at 10. I was up at midnight. I was up at 3. And then I was up at 4.45 this morning. I normally get up at 5.45 to start my day. However, I was up a whole hour early because Elliot peed through his diaper, had a blowout. So I had to clean all of that up. Now he's awake awake because I had to like actually wash him so that because typically when I change his diaper in the middle of the night, he's still half asleep and he'll fall right back to sleep. But no, this was a whole situation. So he was up. I had to like nurse him, put him back to sleep. By the time I did all that, it's like 530 
what am I going to do with 15 minutes? So I'm going to what scroll on Instagram for 15 minutes. And then I was up for the day. So yes, I love my coffee. Yes, I need my coffee. Two, after listening to a toddler scream at you all day, and as I, as somebody who tries to practice like encouraging positive parenting, it's exhausting because I'm having to check my own emotions every time I check her emotions. It's a whole thing we're going to talk about next podcast. So yes, on a Friday, on a Wednesday, I might want a glass of some rosé because life is hard. And I want to simmer down for a minute. Okay, so yes, I love my wine. Yes, I love my coffee. And avocados are really delicious. And I will put that on some toast. And I'm not going to let these children tell me I'm not cool. The other thing is like, who cares if they think you're not cool? Make fun of me as the older person. Like, whatever. They get, they get to do that. You know what I mean? Like, don't be offended. They get to do that. We got to do that. And I just realized that my peers are 30-year-olds. That made me feel really old. My husband is 30. 30 isn't even old. I've been waiting for, I've been waiting to turn 30 flirty and thriving because I think you lived your best years in your 30s. Everyone tells me that. Um, 20s can be kind of a train wreck. And I can attest to that. 20s were definitely a train wreck. Um, But I had to address this whole thing. And it's like um, a generational war. And then us millennials are going at the boomers all the time. We're always like, okay, boomer. And that's actually one of my favorite things to say. Whereas I think that uh, millennials and Gen Zs are more alike than we would like to admit as in terms of like ideology and thinking like we're a lot more accepting. We're a lot more, I don't know, free flowing, but millennials are just a little bit more traumatized. So like that's the problem. Um, Yeah, so I'm going to continue to, um, I just bought a really cute pair of skinny jeans, like black skinny jeans like ripped at the knees to go really cute with some booties and a fedora that's what I just bought and then I saw it and I was like I literally just bought these pairs this pair of jeans and they were like kind of expensive because you know as an adult you start getting into more expensive brands because they last better like they were more expensive than what I would normally pay for jeans but I was like I need to start getting quality not quantity (sighs) I feel attacked I feel freaking attacked but that's okay that's okay it's all okay. We're all going to be okay. Oh, so speaking of um, positive parenting, which I mentioned not like a couple minutes ago, um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about what that looks like in parenting in general um, on the next episode. And I'll tell you about that in a minute. But I've been thinking a lot about why I want to stay at home um, and leave work because I'm working from home right now. And Um, you know, I'm doing the podcast stuff, I'm doing the YouTube stuff, I'm doing a lot of stuff right now. And it may seem like, well, you are home with your kids. Why would you want to, why would you stop working? Like why that doesn't make sense. Like you're getting paid to work from home. It's really hard to work from home with kids. If you're not doing it, if I have any listeners that are not doing it, if you are, then you know. Um, and if I had the option to work or to not work, I would choose to not because kids are only so little for so long and then the other thing is that um I really want to focus more on parenting not that I'm not focused on parenting right now like don't get me wrong I for sure um am like Mia is really we're really in it with potty training we've been doing this for a while but just right now I can say that we've gotten to a point where I feel good 
where, for example, she was with my grandmother yesterday and she had no accidents. Now she wore a pull-up because she was at my grandma's house, but she never went in her pull-up. She just um, went in the potty all day. So like we're doing pretty well with potty training. Um, at home, she doesn't wear pull-ups unless it's nap time or bedtime. Um, then she will. But I really want to focus on parenting. And when I think about, um, you know, different like childcare or childcare options, not everyone is going to do your style of parenting. So like if you have a friend watch your child and you say, well, I'm doing this encouraging, positive parenting kind of style where I'm not going to yell at my two-year-old when she has a tantrum. I'm not going to throw her in timeout, um, you know, as the main form of discipline. I'm not ever going to spank her. Not everyone gets that. And not everyone has the capability to, when, you know, a kid is throwing a tantrum to check their emotions and then go ahead and address everything. Because, you know, there's a lot to say about that. And I'll explain that style of parenting later. Um, But not everyone's going to do that. And so it's important for me to be able to be home and to do that. And also to really foster an environment of learning, um, to really focus on learning and also exploring and growing. The weeks are so busy, so we haven't gone anywhere in so long. That's why, um, you know, I sent her to her grandma's yesterday, my grandma's yesterday, because I was like, you need to get out of this house. And um, she went and had a great day. So they're only so young for so long and I want to instill everything good that I can in them before their school age, before they get up and go to school. And then also selfishly, like I birthed these babies. They're only little for so long, like I keep saying, and I want to be observing all of the things and I am, but I'm not because I am working. So it's like I am because I'm home with you all day. But, you know, for eight hours a day, I'm still on the computer. Um, You know, I'll set up a craft for you, hop on the computer, make you lunch, hop on the computer. You know what I mean? So um, those are some of the reasons why I want to stay home. And I I feel like I'm called to do something different, too, even if it wasn't um, staying home, which it is right now. But the job I'm doing is not what I meant to do forever. And I don't want to get stuck. That's the other thing. I don't want to stay in a place um, while I'm in the, the spirit and the mind to, to leap and to leave, I want to do it before I get stuck. Cause you see a lot of people who get stuck in a job they hate for like 10, 20 years. And it's like, that's, that's most of your life. I don't want to live my life like that. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, kind of blabbing. I said that we're going to talk more about positive parenting next week because that's really where I come from, positive parenting, encouraging parenting kind of place. But next week, we're going to have a very special guest, the millennial nanny. Her name is Kyrie, and she um, has a background in psychology. She's a sleep coach. She's a parent coach. She has been a nanny, obviously. Um, And she has a lot of good information to share in terms of all things like behavior, potty training and sleep. So if you have any questions, make sure you DM me, um, send me a message and we will for sure have her come onto the podcast to, uh, chat about that. And it should be really, really exciting. And yes, so you can, um, look her up and, um, she is available 
for a couple of different, like a, a lot of different services actually. So if you need help with anything, I would definitely reach out to her, but she'll be on the podcast next week. So you're going to want to make sure that you for sure hop on next week to listen and check her out. I'm really excited to talk with her as Mia and I are really good with potty training, except for the poop situation. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about sleep because as terms of sleep goes, um, this is my second baby, so I learned some things from my first, but there are some things I still kind of refuse to do, and um, it should be good. It should be exciting, so you're going to want to stick around for Kyrie and the Millennial Nanny, and I'm really, 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 really excited for it. Um, she's so cool. She's down to earth, um, super sweet, and I think you guys will really get um, some good stuff, and she's available if you need anything right now. Um, you're having trouble with sleep in your child or um, if you need help with you know figuring out some things behavior wise like she has a pretty great background in that area too so yes make sure that you are listening and stay tuned next week for our very special guest so like I said I've been doing some kind of rebranding not really but kind of um I guess more branding when I did the podcast when I first started the podcast I didn't spend time um creating like an Instagram for the podcast or um just like artwork or like logos and things for the podcast and now that I have I thought just this episode would be good too um chat a little bit about myself chat a little bit about what's coming up chat about something good and chat about Gen Z's yeah, so you can also check out my YouTube. I have a YouTube channel now. It is Christian Mom Uncensored on there. We have this thing called Mom Mode Mondays. On Mondays, check it out. It's going to be um, something for mamas to look forward to on Mondays. Uh, last week, I talked about breastfeeding. This week, um, at the, well, I'm not sure what I'm talking about this week, but there's a lot of things that I'm going to cover. I'm going to cover what I learned in my first childbirth that I brought to my second childbirth. I'm going to talk about baby necessities, things you need and things you really don't need um, as a second time mom. And um, even though I am a second time mom, I have bought things and been like, why have I bought this? I knew I wasn't going to use this. Um, So we're going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about meal planning. I'm going to talk about, I'm going to show you guys HelloFresh. I I definitely um, did HelloFresh in the past, I mentioned, but I re- um, renewed my subscription because life is kind of chaotic right now. So I'm going to do an episode that's just solely, hey, this is what you get in a box of HelloFresh. This is me cooking it. This is this is us eating it. Um, we're going to do, you know, learning activities, indoor crafts, indoor activities you can make for your kids. Um, so, so much. We're going to cover so much on the YouTube channel, which is just a little bit of a different venue for you to be able to see me and for me to be able to show you different things. And then I also do a segment called Walk on Wednesdays, which is just, um, which if you listen to the podcast, you probably know about it, um, which is just me, uh, kind of encouraging you in the middle of the week um, because I needed it this week. It was a really, really uh, hard week this week. Um, Yeah, so that is what I need you to do. So I need you to, for this podcast, I need you to leave me a five-star rating on Apple. I need you to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to this podcast. I need you to go and leave me a written review. Once a month, anyone who anyone who writes me a written review, once a month I'm going to go in and um, 
do a little giveaway. So I'm going to need you to start hopping on that and write me a review. I'm going to need you to message me with any mom-related questions, topics, marriage, concern. Ethan and I have walked through like a tricky marriage time. Um, Didn't last long, but you know, still chat to me about that. But this week specifically, send me all your questions about potty training, about sleep, about behavior, so that next week we can tackle it on our episode with the Millennial Nanny. Okay, is that everything? Yes, lovelies. Okay, that's the end of the episode. Um, Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Christian Mom Uncensored, and I will chat with you guys next week. Stay well, be blessed, and make sure you're following the Instagram because there's fun new content um, on the Instagram that's going to continue to evolve and be kind of fun and more engaging. All right. I love you. Stay blessed. Be blessed. Be well. Stay warm. We're getting more snow, so stay safe. If you're not getting snow, I'm jealous if you live on the beach. Um, And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.